Hello, my name is Janice B. Gordon. This is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to the Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed number nine of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional in 2021. I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn as one of 15 innovative sales influencers to follow in 2021. My next guest is a three times head of sales, now founder of Sales Team Builder Consulting Company. She is passionate about transforming sales into an inclusive and respected profession. Welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, Leslie Vinette. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. So am I, because uh, we met through, we were both co-authors of Heels to Deals, How Women Are Crushing, How Women Are Leading in B2B Sales. And the book that was compiled by a whole host, there are certain people that you kind of really connect with. You really love their, their mindset. And I've been following you intently for that period of time as you've traveled around the world. I'm a traveler too, and really wanted to connect with you and hear more from you. Because I know that you've got a lot of unique perspectives and experiences. So thank you so much for um, being a guest on Scale Yourselves podcast. Absolutely. That that book group was a, a privilege. Uh, you and a handful of other women being able to learn from other women um, in a way that maybe isn't always as accessible has been very special. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, Leslie, I, I spoke in Napa at the Outreach Women in Sales conference. Oh, that was like, again, on a whole nother level in terms of Women sales professionals at all levels to senior uh, leadership positions and board level and influencers down to those that have just started in the industry. The atmosphere was incredible. The sharing was amazing. So, you know, it will be great to see you there because I know that you're very generous in the information and sharing your experience. So we're going to get into that that right now because Everyone has got to go on to sales tips talk, sales at sales TikTok, which is Leslie's TikTok channel. It's got, you know, so much, so much great content. So tell me why you started your channel. You know, I started my channel because I was pretty dissatisfied with a lot of the narratives happening on LinkedIn. They were very much glamorizing hustle culture you know, rise and grind, no excuses, um, and very much glamorizing bro culture. Um, and I, I love LinkedIn. It's my primary channel, but there was a time where it was, it wasn't feeling very safe to show up and bring my whole self to LinkedIn. And I, I realized that if I was feeling that way, I certainly wasn't alone. Uh, and I, I wanted a channel, Janice, where I could connect with women, where I could connect with the next generation of sales professionals and hopefully inspire them to consider sales as a career because it is a really rewarding career, um, but also to let them know that when they get here, 
if it's not easy straight away, or maybe it doesn't feel safe straight away, that that's not okay. Like there's, there's a better path. So that was my inspiration. I just wanted to not gatekeep some of the knowledge that I have been able to accumulate over 15 years. And I wanted to share some of my stories so that folks realize what the reality of being a woman in business, a woman in sales is. What I love is that you're very open and vulnerable and just tell it how it is. This is what I experience. And I often find when I'm on panel discussions and there's a whole variety of people it may be you know group of SDRs and they share they're nervous to share an experience that they've had one because they don't want to be embarrassed by it or seem weak by it and two they're not aware that everyone else has had that experience in the room they're just not aware that this is kind of normal but it shouldn't be and unless Mm. we start talking about these bro cultures and there's a lot of so-called gurus that are constantly on stage I'm really going to let loose on this one because I'm as frustrated constantly on stage that get all of the contracts and you know that continue to um um to promote this as being okay And what I love about your channel is that you've got a lot of men on it having the same discussion, because the thing is, if it doesn't happen to them, they're not aware that it's even happening. They may not Mm -hmm. be part of that culture, but they just don't know this happened next door to them. Um, And I think it's brilliant from that point of view. Absolutely. And and there's a lot of evidence that shows that storytelling is a much more compelling way to not necessarily change somebody's mind, but at least help them understand that their lived experience isn't the <laughs> lived experience. Um, so I, I think that that has, it's it's been an outcome of growing the channel and sharing the stories that I didn't necessarily anticipate. I thought it would be more to connect with women and the opportunities that I've had to connect with those male allies and advocates has been equally powerful. Um, but, but you're so right. I was on a journey to get to the point where I now feel comfortable being this vulnerable and being this authentic and and raw, because there were many years where I was afraid. I, I wasn't afraid. I was accurate and understanding that being that honest and vulnerable and calling a spade a spade would have hurt my career options. That wasn't a feeling. That was like a, an absolute truth. Yeah. Um, there was some like shame associated with it that maybe I wasn't trying hard enough or I was inferior or something because why was it so hard for me? Why did these experiences of sexual harassment and sexism um, and, and just sort of generally not feeling super safe in the workplace keep happening to me? And so it, it took many years um, I think of, of professional growth, of therapy, to get to a point where I now feel safe saying, you're not alone. Let me share some of these insane things that have happened <laughs> to me. And we can, you know, it's in the past, we can have a laugh at it, but we can also learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's healthy to be sharing the experiences because there's somebody else that has had that experience and is afraid 
or um, doesn't realize that it's that it's okay it's not about them it's about the perpetrator it's the other person and we're not going to change things if we're going to remain quiet about it really uh, I, I just love having these experiences and being in the room with a variety and I love it when there's a mix of ethnicities and there's a there's a mix of of genders uh as well and sexualities because we all we all have barriers including white men in sales you know that they're, they're not as many because they've created it for themselves but there are also kind of barriers and issues even if they're in your own mind they may not exist you know men feel uncomfortable Un unconfident as when as well men not all men are are kind of blokish and they feel pressure to be brokish or feel pressure to join in the kind of sexist conversation otherwise they're outside of the group so i think we all have barriers and things and i think the more we can talk about um them the 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 less of a barrier they're going to be mm. it's you're you're so right having um, I guess just normalizing open conversation and transparency about what is working and what is not working for all people is is super important because because right now and I, I mean this is why I left LinkedIn or, or didn't leave but this is why I, I you know created an alternate place to to share my stories is that there is one overriding narrative which is that like hustle culture, bro culture narrative. And because they are so loud, I think it is easy for the rest of us to feel like that they're in the majority. But my experience is that they are not in the majority. They are just loudest. Leslie, but I also think it's not a but, it's an and. I think that they have more power. Oh, for because sure. it's they're in sales <laughs> leadership. They're the ones that are recruiting in their own image. They're the ones that are under pressure as well by the CEOs to do the numbers, you know, to, to crush all these words that I can't stand that I'm constantly talking about. Hunter, target, crush, all of these, these words that we use in the sales language that put off um uh introverted people, men and women, that put off women because they want to uh, collaborate. They don't want to crush anything. I'm mm. not on a safari. I'm not going to kill it. I remember there was a, a sales guru that emailed me, at, oh no, um, messaged me on LinkedIn and said, are you crushing it? No, are you killing it? And I messaged back saying, I'm not killing anything. <laughs> and they why, said, oh, why would oh, I want sorry. to kill like my team members, my buyers, like, no, no, I'm not a ninja athlete <laughs> killer. Um, you're, you're so right. And I think that's a really important point of clarification, Janice, that when I look at the next generation of sales professionals coming in, I think some of those predominant narratives are, are they're losing steam. I don't think that that is the default narrative is maybe what I should say. People are more willing to question it and push back against it. But we look at what is happening right now. The majority of sales leaders are white and the majority of sales leaders are men, like full stop. And when I say majority, I mean majority. We're talking 80% plus and the higher up we go towards C-suite, 
the less diversity we see. Um, so there's there's a stark difference in like the hope of the profession we want to become and, and the direction we're going, how we're tracking to achieve those goals and the reality that people in sales are dealing with today. And that is a reality of uh, predominantly white male leaders. Mm. I think you've got an excellent point because the great resignation, you know, all the words, the great reshuffle and acting the war, the war on talent, another one of those ridiculous phrases. Um, in order to attract the younger generation into sales, and they have to if they want to survive, there's a, there's a lack of, there's still a lack of uh, salespeople coming through the recruitment um, pipeline, certainly a lack of diversity. But they, in order to survive, they need um, fresh young people with their ideas coming through. There's lots of things that that block that in terms of asking for a degree level um, entry mm. or be, the way that they um, recruit as well. So unless they start to, sales leaders and CEOs start to really look deeply at the, the culture that, that they're promoting, then that's not going to happen because you're, are you, the point you're, you know, that I really resonate with is that the generation X and, and, and coming up Y they don't get that. They just, they, it doesn't resonate with it. It's like another language to them. They don't understand it. It's like, why would I want to work there? So that has to change. And I'm pos I'm really positive about that um, influencing the change because we haven't done at our age group, we haven't done a very good job to, to really kind of move the needle. Yeah, I, man, that's a tough one. Um, because you you look at people like a you know a Lori Richardson or Jill Conrath that have worked so hard, and I you know I think about the work that you and I have done in our lives. Mm. Like we have worked so hard to push the pr profession forward, to you know be that that beacon of like women belong here. Let's take up space, and then you look at the data and it shows that. There's even fewer women in sales than there were two years ago, so it's it's that's it's a it's a tough one. Um, I know neither you and I are giving up the fight; like we're we're not backing down, right? But it it can be, I think, a little bit disheartening to to work so hard um, and not be totally sure of the the impact um that you know that that we're making or to know something in your heart to be so true and to have conversations with our community and to know that that they all believe there's a better path forward and then to open up your you know social media and the new headline is everybody should not just have a nine to five, but they should have a five to nine. And if you don't have a side hustle that's an, you know, that's creating passive income from you, you just don't even want to be successful. And so much of it just absolutely ignores the realities that many people face if they are a parent, if they maybe are taking care of elderly parents, uh, and so often those sorts of, of you know, outside of, of work jobs fall on women. 
so I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think we're tracking in the right direction. Um, and I, I feel really confident and hopeful that we are making a difference, but I think the current data and some of the current narratives going on show that there is a lot more work to be done and that we need a lot more support, particularly from like those cishet white men in power. Ava mm. Helen wrote a fantastic called Women in Tech a book for the boys, and she has seven archetypes. And it's, it's great in that it speaks to how women can get sponsors and, and champions and, and recognizing different types of people and their in, in terms of their perhaps their male can, counterparts and the the language that they use and their mindsets and how you can work you know around that or work with them in order to get you know to progress through an organization so it's really excellent um resource but i am positive i am positive leslie and the reason why i'm positive not so much for because I've met loads and loads of sales leaders that, and I really believe that they really want to drive change because then you have to go to the CEO and then you have to go to the investors and the shareholders, you know, because if they're driving things in a different direction. So there are some uh, many uh, authentic and genuine sales leaders, but they're also crushed in between, <laughs> aren't they? You know, kind of like um, as much as they want to do things, they've also got to deliver the the results because you know the 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 sales system of quota hasn't yet changed. But what is most encouraging to me is that Generation Z, Generation Y, they will not work for these traditional organizations. They just won't. And I love it that many of the interns and people that I've worked with and remained in they're traveling the world. They will work for a year. They'll travel for six months. They pick, choose, and refuse. They're brilliant when they're in the job, but it's actually having um, uh, working to live, not living to work. And that's the mentality of so many of the younger generation that, you know, I work with. That's the mentality they have. As soon as they are in an environment that doesn't suit their values or they won't, if they manage to join one, then they are kind of jumping ship. And, and that's not going to change anytime soon. So companies have to work so much harder. And especially if they want to attract more people um, into sales. <laughs> really, that's, no, that's what that, I'm encouraged that, about. You're so right. You're so right. I uh, I was on a call a couple of months ago um, with a CEO, and he said the way that he thinks about hiring is how can I convince this person to rent me their career for a couple of years? And I just thought that was such a employer centric yeah. or employee sorry centric yeah. way of of thinking about that relationship and that dynamic, like they are doing you a favor by showing up and allowing you to rent their career. Because if they make a wrong choice or you don't deliver, that could fundamentally change their career 
trajectory. Um, so I thought, it, I just never heard it before. I thought it was a, an interesting take. I think that's a great phrase. And, and you know, you mentioned this before, Leslie, about having transparency in an open uh, culture and really the, the organization needs to be willing to be vulnerable as well mm -hmm. and very much more transparent. You know, there has to be a whole culture change. It's all very well attracting people in, but if you don't have an inclusive environment, if people don't feel that they belong, then that you know the cost of attracting people in is is quite expensive. So you know there's there's so much work to be done. So what are you really positive about? What are, what's the thing in the sales industry that you absolutely love? What I mean, I love so many things about the sales uh, industry. So thinking about scaling your sales. Um, something I'm very, very positive about is that women, because we have such incredible soft skills, that is something that we bring to the table with a higher acumen than men across the board. I think that women will be that like ace in the hole for sales teams. And I think that we're going to see a shift. We're already seeing a shift of an emphasis on more of those soft skills. Because if organizations are not putting the buyer at the center, uh, their sales copy, their scripts, their sales processes, they are going to get left behind. And a lot of those old school seller-centric techniques, the things that the current leadership are really holding on to with a death grip, those don't work anymore. So I, I think our buyers are signaling that the, the profession is ripe for change and transformation. And it is a change and transformation that I believe would be best led by women. I think that's a brilliant point because we've talked a lot about um, the kind of generation Y a leading change, but bringing it back to actually the buyers are leading that change as, as well. So that's that's an excellent point. I love that. So let me ask you, Leslie, if you were on a desert island on your own, what would be the one thing you would take with you? Forever. I'm, I'm there forever. Well, maybe. Oh, my gosh. Janice, that's a really hard question. My knee-jerk reaction is a book. I would take a book, yeah. um, but I'm like that. You're not going to survive long enough to finish it. Um, so I, I think I would go with um, probably so, some sort of cutting device, mm -hmm. maybe a, a chunk of a mirror that is soft on the edge, so I can both use it to start a fire and also saw things. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's interesting you say, you you know, a book, but I don't think I'll survive that long <laughs> to finish it. you got to be able to build a shelter and get portable water, get food. Yeah, I would I would go with, um, yeah, I think of a, sh a shard of mirror with a dull end so I can both use it to reflect the sun and start fires and also use it to saw things. Ah, look at that. Multi-talented, aren't you, really? <laughs> A tool that can do more than one thing. <laughs> now, you're a traveler, you know, so I'm sure you've got, you know, like many multi-tools in, in, in your bag, really, that you can, can use it to drop of an instant that's in your permanent travel bag. 
my my permanent travel bag I'm not even sure it's, it's mostly like Pepto-Bismol <laughs> <laughs> oh it's from the good nights out <laughs> it's yeah I I do love to travel I also um despite just so many experiences that tell me to stop doing it like to eat street food mm. um so <laughs> you like taking risks I do I do <laughs> oh that's fantastic so um your TikTok mention your TikTok because I think it's 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 informative it's funny it's characterful so I'd love all the listeners to visit um your TikTok oh please thank you thank you so much and certainly you know folks can still find me on LinkedIn if they are not on TikTok I would not recommend downloading it if you haven't already <laughs> it is highly addictive but if you have it and you love video content I am at sales tips talk sales tips talk and so Leslie LinkedIn um I'll put everything in in the, the show notes Thank you so much for sharing your experience and your personality. Thank you for being a guest on Scale Your Sales podcast. It's my absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scale Your Sales podcast. If you like this discussion, feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the caption show on YouTube and subscribe to future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.